This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 517, comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, October 11th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 517. It's a reviews episode for the releases from the week of Wednesday, October 11th. And as we speak, I'm actually recording this on October 12th, which uh, for most people won't matter at all. But for me, it means I'm finally ahead of the curve. This episode's going to come up before episode, the comics from the week of the 18th come out. I'm super excited about this. Much more than I should be. Uh, comics that I did not get a chance to read yet, because it's only the 12th as I record this, include Action Comics 989, Only Wolverine, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Dark Knight's Metal, uh, Defenders, Detective Comics, Falcon, Hulk, uh, many others, Immortal Iron Fist number six, uh, Miss Marvel, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Ragman, New Superman, uh, Rocket, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, Suicide Squad, The Flash, uh, Uncanny Avengers, Weapon X, and Wonder Woman. So what have I had a chance to read already? Well, I'm glad you asked. I've read Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. This is issue number 12, which is kind of a bummer just because... I liked having young Annie, and flash-forwarding a bunch of years is not as, as as exciting to me. Like, flipping forward eight years seems like a giant jump, and I'm a little sad that they're deciding that they have to do that, because I liked... Because then, eight years later, doesn't that just kind of make her Spider-Girl that we used to have when it was May? Like, it just feels, like, weird, whereas at least Annie felt like a totally different thing. We'd never seen him with a younger child, but having him with an older teenager child makes is something that's not new. Like, we've seen it before. So I'm a little curious about that decision. Otherwise, this actually was pretty pretty good. It's written by Brian Stegman, and I've got to give him credit. He's actually quite a good art, little writer there. Uh, it's written, it's art, sorry, the art is by Brian Lovell, and um, it's, it's a fun and engaging story of uh, Spider-Man trying to uh, go up against this, you know, this big basically a sentinel but but not quite it's a, a goblin mech and trying to fight against it while at the same time you have uh, mj trying to rescue annie and then f- finding out that uh, it's actually not normie who's controlling it but instead it's someone else it's miss january and then uh basically the the you know uh, peter and mj end up uh, powerless because of something that happens from the regent tech powered by this powered in this mech so it's all up to annie to kind of save the day and be able to destroy the robot and uh, save everyone. And um, it has really a, a nice, a sincere emotion, emotional moment of Normie um, thanking Annie. Although I feel like their ages should look much more different than they are. Um, but that's a, a minor quibble. And then we flash forward eight years, and uh, she gets a new, somewhat, I'm going to call it ugly costume, um, with just like a weird domino mask for some reason, just like her mom, instead of a full mask. Uh, but, uh, you know, she goes out there with her parents, and she's still a superhero. So I'm excited to kind of see what that looks like. I'm just a little disappointed that we're not going to have any of the young Annie anymore, because I, I kind of like that. Because, um, again, it felt more unique. Uh, something we hadn't seen before and moving her forward into something we have seen before seems a little less interesting to me. Overall, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I think the artwork could use a little bit of work. Um, It wasn't always as polished as it could have been, but I did really like the story. I thought the story was really solid. Uh, Next up is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 789. Now, I can't remember who it was, and I am so sorry because I feel like it was Tim, but uh, a listener... Let me know that, um, I guess they were listening to the backlog, and I'm so so horrible that I can't remember exactly who it was now. I'm pretty sure it was Tim, Tim Riley, uh, who let me know that uh, I, there was an episode uh, on Dying Wish, I believe, uh, that I did with um, 
with Paul Scorza and Nathan Strzok. And I was saying how uh, I was pretty sure that when they eventually went back to the legacy numbering, uh, that they would totally use Superior Spider-Man. And, and Paul was like, nope, not going to happen. And uh, they totally did. So suck it. Although the one thing I really disagree with is uh, that the fact that they used the Secret Wars uh, Battle World tie-in of, Amaz- of Renew Your Vows as part of this legacy numbering. That I disagree with wholeheartedly because that doesn't make any sense it's like at least superior was still set in the 616 and continuing the adventures of like kind of the, the, the spider-man body during that period whereas uh, secret wars was com- something completely different and then spun off into its own book so it just really bugs me that it's being included as part of this legacy number but i, I digress um this is uh, fall of parker part one uh you got it's written by dan slot artwork by Stuart Eminem, and this this was a great read it felt like you know, you had Peter kind of back to basics in a lot of ways, but in fact, in some ways worse than before. Um, you know, he's very much down on his luck, um, having to deal with everything that happened before. Um, but I, I thought it was actually really, really enjoyable. And one thing that really struck me at the end of the issue, when you have uh, Mockingbird and Spider-Man uh, coming back from, you know, saving the day, um, it made me realize how much Mockingbird feels like a black hat stand-in. Um, because she doesn't really feel like the Mockingbird of old, but she does kind of feel like what Black Hat was before they decided to make her evil and, you know, a criminal kingpin for some reason. Um, but it's nice to kind of see Peter happy-ish at the end of this issue, and the fact that he can still kind of be the Amazing Spider-Man, even when things are, are shit for Peter. Um, and him kind of barging into the Daily Bugle and trying to have an issue with Robbie, and then realizing that, you know, he's not wrong, and, you know... He knows he what he did. He's pretty sure he did the right thing, but a lot of people will never be able to see that. Um, and it's really interesting to kind of see how they grapple with that here. Um, it felt like Dan Slott didn't take the easy route out. And what I also liked here is that we get to see more of the supporting cast, which is sometimes feels like a rarity these days, but it's a big strength of the Spider books. And the fact that you have Liz and uh, Harry kind of rekindling their romance, I thought was really interesting. And uh, even though Liz feels like such a light year's different character than she used to um it's interesting to kind of see her and harry kind of being back together and uh this was this was really enjoyable and uh the artwork by eminent is just it's so good it's uh so on point it's so uh it's so well done and then the colors by uh Marte garcia are just so vibrant and they shimmer off the page and they really bring this book to life and uh that's something that is important as well. It really gives a certain vitality to the book. I'm going to give it a a 9 out of 10. I thought this was a really strong, really good issue. Next up is Daredevil number 27 by Charles Sewell and Ron Gurney. Um, This I thought was a fantastic issue. Uh, I get to learn a little more about Blindspot's history, um, what kind of happened to him after he kind of disappeared, what's going on with Daredevil, how long he's been kind of captured. um, And I... I mean, there's one issue left in the storyline, but this has just been so packed. Um, the uh, color art by Matt Miller here is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I liked how they kept showing Daredevil in the shadows, and you didn't—you don't even realize what you don't see until it's too late. Like you keep seeing him in shadow, um, kind of overshadowing his face, and you don't realize he's got this big haggard beard, and you don't know how long he's actually been um, here, and then he gets kind of captured at the end. This was phenomenally well done. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight and a half. I thought. They just knocked this out one out of the park. I, they, you know, I'm actually being maybe a little too thrifty here. I'm going to give it a nine. This was a solid read. 
And next, but uh, last but not least, and I'm saying this also because I just recorded episode 515, is the second part of Mojo World, Mojo Worldwide, I should say, as part of Marvel Legacy's uh, issue of X-Men Blue, which is issue 13. It's written by Colin Bunn, artwork by Jorge Molina. This issue artistically felt so much stronger than part one that was in X-Men Gold, number 13. Um, really liked how the characters were written here. I liked the inclusion of Longshot. I liked how the characters were written here as we get to see, you know, three different uh, kind of subsections, but spending a little bit more, t- more time. Actually, I guess there, it was a fairly well good split, and we get to see a little bit more of Mojo himself here. And I liked having a Longshot as well, um, kind of re-envisioning what he's doing right now. I thought actually made a lot of sense and felt correct. I'm excited to see them going up against this version of Magneto and seeing what that's going to look like. Um, really, really dug it. Um, I mean, I think most everything I read this week was pretty good. Uh, the only thing that was a little weaker, relatively speaking, was New Year Vows. But X Men Blue number thirteen, I'm going to give that an eight. So that's everything that come that's uh, that's come out on the 11th of October. Uh, looking ahead, um, so again, comics that are going to be released on the 18th of October. Uh, if we take a look at some of those selected releases. Um, Man, there's a, a good number of, of stuff coming out in the 18th. Uh, some of the highlights uh, include Aquaman, Batman, Batwoman, uh, Justice League. There's a JLA, The Nail, Another Nail, Deluxe Edition hardcover, which is cool. There's also a Harley Quinn Rogues Gallery Deluxe Edition cover art collection, it looks like. Um, we've got new issues of Nightwing, Super Sons, Titans, Wildstorm, Wonder Woman Conan. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we've got... New issues of, let's see, Savage Dragon, that's issue 227. Over at Marvel, you got the new issues of All New Gardens of the Galaxy. You got the first trade paperback of uh, America, uh, which was really, really well done. Uh, I thought that was such a great first ser- uh, first uh, arc. You got the, the Black Panther crew trade paperback, We Are at the Streets, which I just thought was pretty enjoyable. You have the Cable 150, which is the uh, first chapter of its legacy uh, numbering. Uh, you got the Champions 13, which is start continuing the World's Collide storyline. You got Deadpool versus Old Man Logan, Doctor Strange, Generation X. Um, you got Incredible Hulk. Uh, 709, so it's part of the legacy. I think that's the Return to Planet Sakara storyline. You got Invincible Iron Man 593. Uh, you got the first trade paperback of Jean Grey called Nightmare Fuel. Uh, we've got Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number 5. Mighty Thor 700, that's a big one. That's uh, what the death of the Thor storyline, so I'm excited to see what that's going to be. As well as the legacy issue of Luke Cage, which is 166. Uh, we've got Spider-Gwen 25, as well as the fourth trade paperback of Spider-Gwen. And then we got the Thor, Gods and Deviants, and Thor Ragnarok trade paperback. So uh, with the upcoming movie release, of course, we're going to get some Thor trade, trade paperbacks. And then we have a new issue of Venom. Uh, as well as uh, the next chapter of the uh, Mojo Worldwide storyline is in X-Men Gold 14. So that's uh, some of the highlighted releases from uh, next week, which will be the 18th of October. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. We have some great stuff coming up in the coming weeks, uh, conversations with uh, Howard Mackey, with uh, Alex and Claire. Uh, we're going to have spotlights on the Thor Ragnarok and um, Justice League films, so a lot of good stuff coming up, so uh, hopefully that'll be uh, a very enjoyable uh, series of episodes, so uh, thanks for joining us for this episode 517, we'll catch you next time, bye bye